today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. What's your name? Demetrius Bartholomew Falabalabi. <laughs> And I'm five years old, and I'm committed to Penn State and Oregon State. All right. <laughs> I don't know how to do my ABCs. All right. It's like <laughs> water. But I for sure know how to catch a damn ball. X Y Z H M U F. Yo, a lot of a lot of uh, those. Yeah, second day free agency. Uh, pickups are super important. Now, not, I mean, not just for the structure of certain teams, but for fantasy. Yeah. Do you, David Montgomery to the Lions. Does that mean DeAndre Swift is getting less work? Is Where's DeAndre Jamal Swift Williams not? going? That's what I'm wondering. What's happening, Jamal? No, He's got to leave. On contract, but Jamal Williams, I think, is, uh, he was, who was he talking today? He's visiting somebody today or was visiting someone today. Yeah, I need to fire up this other computer and really look at what's going on. Welcome, everyone, to the Balinesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel, www.levasaislandapparel.com. Put on for the culture and catch the wave. Hey, saw you guys rocking the uh, the Levasa gear on that uh, the last episode over at the Emerald Perspective. Hey. Welcome in, Mike Fiso. Come what's on. going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? We're, uh, we're excited to have you on, talk about some of the um nfl moves and some march madness also i am lance falitongo what's up man i'm forced yeah and uh let's talk about it um it's it's crazy nfl free agency legal tampering because tampering is illegal in in the work um but it's been happening so the nfl just opened up a little window before free agency before the beginning of the year starts and now teams and agents can negotiate these deals and a bunch of deals were ready to go um right from the onset what is uh what has been the biggest one so far uh in the free agency window for you guys probably that uh the niners signing hargraves d tackle that from philadelphia javon hargraves yeah yeah i thought that was not fair, but I've seen a lot of their other defensive players have been signing elsewhere today. So the Eagles, uh, no, the, the, the Niners. Niners. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, the Niners strengthening their number one defense. That's not fair. <laughs> Yo, getting that big of a, a interior pass rush and like a run stopper to go along with Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa, who have already been, like you said, the number one defense, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem. Like you can't double team all three of them. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a, Javon Hargrave might be like a lesser known name, but definitely gonna be super impactful. Uh, and you see the Niners kind of building on that strength. Like, what did they? What, do you know how much they signed him to? Was it like fifteen plus million a year? I believe so. Hold on, I pull that up. Because, I mean, do they have enough money? Is that – I guess the salary cap isn't real. 
like you can convert uh, some yeah. of the salary to, to bonuses. Gucci, so. Yeah, they restructured yeah, they Fred Warner today. So they, they got money to spend. Let go of McGlinchey. McGlinchey, I think, is with the Broncos now. Broncos. And then yeah. uh, one of the linebackers, the starters, uh, I'm not even going to try. But uh, they let one of the starters go from the linebackers. Not let him go, but, I mean, in free agency, they lost him in free agency. So they've got room to work. Uh, of course, they got rid of Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's contract. So um, that's more money to work with. Jimmy G uh, in Las Vegas. Is that a big one for the Raider fan? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a nice <laughs> one. I'm not like other Raider fans. So <laughs> it's a nice one. I don't think he's not long term. He wasn't even uh, long term in San Francisco. So I like his contract. Yeah. Okay. So from what I've been hearing about yeah. Jimmy G's contract, oh, the contract it's what? Is, three years, 52? It's, it's team friendly. Right, but they could get out basically after one year. Like they could yeah, and then, pay a l- couple million right, after, after, the, after the first year. That first year to basically drop him and could move forward with a, a you know a rookie quarterback that they draft this year. Is that a is that something that sounds appeasing to you as a Raider fan? A like a Jimmy G one year mentoring a, one of these young guys coming in. It is, but I mean. You'd have to be like, if you're going to take someone with the seventh pick and you want Jimmy to mentor him, I think it best you take Will Levis because uh, I don't think he's going to do anything for Anthony Richardson. You know? Uh, two Anthony Richardson will punch uh, him in the face. So <laughs> That too. Nobody's <laughs> touching that, that face. <laughs> it's sure. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. But, uh, uh I think the bigger signing for uh, not signing, but the bigger news for the Raiders in the offseason today was trading um, Darren Waller. That's going to be big. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a third rounder for him, but that's tough. And I get it because, like you said earlier, Lance, your best ability is availability. And the last two seasons, that hasn't been his best ability. So, for sure. uh, when he is healthy and on the field, Top three uh, tight end any day, of the, uh, any Sunday, you know, in the season. But it's been hard for him to stay on the field. Uh, you have a lot of people complaining about him being distracted with his rap career, him getting married. But that's I, regular shit. I you learned know, today that Darren Waller was a rapper. I didn't but even I think know that. it does give New York <laughs> a really, really, really great weapon for Daniel Jones. I, I like the Giants uh, tight end that they had. I think he was a rookie this year, uh, Bellinger yeah. or something. I thought, I mean, I saw him break his face bloodied wide open towards the end of the year. But before that, he was, yeah, doing great. I thought they could roll with him and save the pick. That pick, like, isn't – that was the third rounder that they got from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, right. in the it trade for Kadarius Tony. So they basically – it's Kadarius Tony. For Darren Waller, in the right. end, pretty much. Um, but with the tight ends, uh, the the tight end class that's coming through, filthy. They can still find one with that exact pick, who could come in and start. Uh, so I mean, yeah, but we'll see. I'd, I'd rather they go back and try to sign uh, Foster Moreau because he knows the system mm-hmm. already. Yeah. He's been there a year in the system. 
And he's actually a really good tight end. So. Also, you guys picked up Jacoby Myers. Uh, I like that signing. We did. That's going to be a bit, yeah. That's, I mean, they let go of Mac Collins, who, who was productive there. I mean, he was cool, but uh, the season that Jacoby Myers had, and he, honestly, you can already count him as a Raider because he did yeah, have win the game. So I mean, you can put him. You can put him at he's quarterback. He's already a to me. So and Chandler Jones at right, tight end. Right. I'll tell you, that's a, that's a winning play right there. <laughs> Fifty yard touchdown right. every time. Next, right, Max Crosby is gonna have to that school him on not to do that when he's playing for the Raiders. Yeah. So. that was his I, interview right there. <laughs> yeah. Who else yeah, did, who else that's did the Raiders get? Looked, uh, they got uh, a safety from. Um, Philadelphia, Epps. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, and then another bonehead move. I think they re-signed uh, uh, one of the offensive tackle that was hurt like forever. But uh, Brandon wants his last, and that's how bad he is. I just don't even remember his name. But they re-signed <laughs> him. Um, so, so my thing is, somebody asked me like, "Aren't you so mad about all these signings?" Like, look, and I was telling you guys, do you not want to see your team win? Yes, but not every team can be in win now mode. If they're in, if they're in a mm-hmm. rebuilding process, why not just let them rebuild from the ground up, you know, and see what they do with, with what they can get with with who they want on their team, you know, instead of someone else's picks, someone else's free agents. Mm-hmm. I feel like like people said, oh, we've been doing that for the last twenty years because we've been just trying to plug holes instead of going into full rebuild. So. I think uh, the Raiders would do best with what they're doing now. Just, I mean, a bunch of guys that they think they could, you know I mean, work with, guys that they want in their own system. Um, so I'm excited, even if we have to go. I don't think next year is going to be as bad as a lot of Raider fans are thinking, but mm-hmm. it, it might be tough. It might be tough. It's not like we have bum dudes on the team, though. I mean, uh, right. the, the offense alone, uh, so you got – uh, Jimmy G, Devontae, of course, uh, Tay out there. <laughs> start with Jimmy Kobe G. Myers. <laughs> hey, man, you got to, right? He's the quarterback, man. Hunter. I like That's Hunter Renfro, too. Man. Hunter hey, Renfro, Hunter Renfro today. Uh, yeah, I hope they do not. I mean, if they trade him, they better get something really good for him because, yeah. That's I hope not, McDaniels I'm not lets put him, that out there. I hope McDaniels lets him play. Like, I feel like well, you saw I mean, Hunter Renfro on the sideline a That's a perfect guy in his system, though. Yeah. Well, he he was hurt though. He was hurt, but Hunter Renfro was a perfect guy for a system. He is the quintessential uh, slot receiver that. Any and we Patriots saw the Patriots. Yep. Like, Damn, I wish he was in the Patriots before. Wes Welker, right. Julian Edelman, and just so, yeah, yeah route running two point oh. Yeah, See, yeah that so would that's be another thing. Guy. I get the jokes. Also, the Patriots did win a bunch of Super Bowls. I don't see the problem with yeah. trying to kind of build your team in their form. I get it. Everybody wants to be the old Raider way, but you can't be those Raiders. Those Raiders are gone. You know, uh, and the and the Raiders competition, the Raiders competition is different. Right. You got to go against Patrick Mahomes. Right. You got to go, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I let I, I I'm not sold fully on McDaniel's, but I mean. He got one year in, you know me. There's some things that he's doing that's all right. Just maybe, maybe give him two years or three years. Uh, I think the worst thing in sports right now 
is the lack of continuity in any any sport. Basketball, baseball, uh, NFL. Uh, we got guys coming in on one-year contracts, proven contracts, and those are so they're so prevalent now throughout the league in the NFL. We've got a lot of guys signing one year to teams, just trying to work with that. You know, um, you got coaches in and out of teams on the regular now. Um, just there's no one there to there's no one been in in positions for a long time, and you see it like everybody was sad saying goodbye to Jim Beheim um, at Syracuse, who had been he anytime I think of Syracuse, Jim Beheim is the first person that I think of. Thanks. You know, just like how when uh, UConn was going, uh, Calhoun was the first person I thought about when I used to think of um, of UConn, and it wasn't even uh, Ariyama; it was always Calhoun. But those guys were in place for a long time, years. They built their systems. They were allowed to build their systems. They were allowed to bring in players, recruit players. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more continuing in all these sports. You're you're willing to give Josh McDaniels a couple more seasons to implement his system, get his guys, and get it rolling. I I if if I was a GM, yes, I. I you know, and if I was the owner, I'm sorry, because the GM gets fired along with the coach. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, at least as long if as I Gruden's was, on the books. Owner, I, I, <laughs> yeah, Gruden's on the books. Wait, I, his I was, contract was, was a ten-year contract. Yeah, so you can't really afford to pay three coaches. Uh, yeah, yeah, three coaches, yeah. and that's another thing too. People are like, "Hey, let's get another coach," and then what? And now you're paying Gruden, now McDaniel's. Paying now you're paying two contracts. more people who, yeah, who aren't even on your team, really. So, so, so coach contracts yeah. are guaranteed, but not player contracts. If they want them to be, you well, know? I mean, because if you <laughs> sign a coach contract and get fired, you get paid the rest of it. Yeah, right. Every year, like you, you like Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. who's in Thailand right now, cashing a check every week oh, to yeah. not coach the Cardinals. Like he's going to get that for years and he's going to be live comfortably and be able to save up doing nothing. So it's like coach contracts are guaranteed. It seems, well, we'll have to look into it, confirm and player contracts are not fully guaranteed. So you get the like, Oh, it's going to be a three-year contract, $80 million. It's going to be a three-year contract, $52 million, uh, 20 million guaranteed. Besides besides the fact, I mean, besides the fact that uh, coaches, you know, they can have a shitty season, shitty few season, or maybe they're just a shitty coach. Players' guarantees are also tough because they're not guaranteed to not get hurt during any of these seasons and not come back. Yeah, I mean, but you you also might fire a coach, right? Like, that would be the, I feel like, the equivalent to a, a player no, getting injured is a coach getting fired and not playing or not coaching and you still got to pay them out so you can't do that for the players because there's so many players and there's so much injury risk yeah only like 30 coaches right head coaches right and then yeah 1500 players players. one yeah that's one guaranteed contract compared to uh, Mm -hmm. 55 that's on your roster (laughs) right so i've heard that the player association has tried to get you know, guaranteed contracts into the bargaining talks um, and agreed to in the the contracts that they do between the teams and the 
and the players, but it's always something that has been automatically denied. Like, don't even fucking bring that to the table. We'll, t- we'll, you know, we'll negotiate with you on other stuff. Maybe we'll raise the league minimum. Uh, we'll like drop the amount of accrued years needed to to qualify for certain stuff. But we're not talking about fully guaranteeing any of your guys' contracts. It's been that way for years. And then the Cleveland Browns give $230 million fully guaranteed to former Texans and uh, embattled quarterback. That's like life. Alleged. (laughs) Uh, He had like two dozen uh, women complaining about uh, unwanted sexual advances or acts. Uh, he's a, and he purposely set this stuff up to try to get these, these occasions to happen. So it's like the Cleveland Browns gave a quarter of a billion dollars to like a sexual assault person who's going under trial. So the Browns being the Browns, like fully guaranteed it. If they, if they let go of Deshaun Watson, he's got that fully guaranteed another three or four years left that he's going to get paid that I feel like. That is it the only everything. reason he went everything. to Cleveland. Because why would the hell, Deshaun Watson going from Houston to Cleveland? I, mean, I did not see happening. And then I heard that they gave him fully guaranteed contract. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have to live in Cleveland. But that's fine because you have $200 million to have the well, best uh, time in Cleveland. Morality ever. Never, it's never been, morality has never been a. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like an NFL uh, on the checklist to how to, to like that. So, I mean, <laughs> true. Again, all puts money in those boxes. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he puts fans in the stands. Obviously, no one is going to do that. Um, with the negative, with the negative uh, press. That also works towards uh, towards people still wanting to come see the alleged sexual assault uh, person. You know what I mean? People still want to come see just because of that. Uh, I mean, I know people that definitely have gone to the games that Deshaun Watson played just to like shout and yell at Deshaun Watson and tell him that he's a piece of shit. Like, they still pay to go and do that. Like yeah. the Browns are like, yeah, we're getting some of that money back. Um, but that leads into the Lamar Jackson exactly. contract. Cause he's like, you're going to guarantee my contract. I am an MVP. I'm a young MVP quarterback that absolutely changes the game. And just because, you know, this team's offense has limited my production so far. Doesn't mean that I'm not worth whatever the market is, whatever the precedent that has been set is. So Lamar Jackson is like 200 million guaranteed. I, that, it's that or I'm going to go somewhere else. And then the Ravens put the non-exclusive you know, tag on them that we talked about. And now it's, if you think you're worth that much and someone's going to pay you that much, go ahead and get that contract done. And then we'll either match it and you'll play for us on that contract or we'll let you go and that team will have to trade us two first round picks. So, I, I mean, have you guys heard anything about that trade or that um, another team trying to talk with Lamar Jackson? Um, no, I 
there's been talks of collusion, like all the owners mm-hmm. yep. are getting together and saying, we don't want that because this is going to be a snowball effect on the next round of contracts. Uh, what's stopping Jalen Hurts from asking for $50 million? He went to a Super Bowl. Like, yep. is, that, is that better than an MVP? I, I don't know. I, you could make an argument for it. For sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if that's true, the collusion part, but it would make sense. Um, maybe like a three-year deal, three-year, hundred thirty-three. Like he I'm, was tweeting about. Yeah, so they was uh reported that he got a five-year, two hundred fifty million uh dollar awesome. offer in September that he turned down because the guaranteed money it was only like sixty percent guaranteed. Three years, one hundred thirty-three million dollars. Uh, like those are the exact numbers that Lamar tweeted uh when he said story that uh. He turned something down was fake. But right. I mean uh, 133 million. Do you think he should have took that and just like renegotiated in a couple years? I mean, you know your worth, you know your worth. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but is know, anyone gonna pay you your worth or do you just have to it, take as much as you can? There was a report like fifteen minutes after the Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo that his mom that uh, uh, Jackson's mom was in Las Vegas trying to work out a deal. This <laughs> is literally 15 minutes after they signed Jimmy G, these reports were coming out. So I'm pretty sure there were teams trying to make a deal, but again, um, the asking price after they labeled that they put that label on him might be a little too steep for some teams, especially teams who needed him, because those mm-hmm. are the teams that are trying to rebuild and to give up two first round picks. I mean, Lamar Jackson's good, but man, that's I think he's like a fast Derek fun. Carr. That's I, that's what you'd be going for, <laughs> right? Hella fast, honestly. Derek Carr. <laughs> honestly, yes, honestly, yes. And people are always going to tell you, "Well, I mean, he's got more touchdowns and this and that." And I was like, well, "I mean, but did he go to the playoffs?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that, really fast, Derek Carr. No, I think that helps. That would be yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're online, pretty bad. Underrated. Oh, true. The Raiders O line does face a lot of pass rushers. <laughs> they're not great. Yeah, they're not great. But neither was I, Derek Carr. wasn't as elusive as uh, you want your quarterback to be. And I'm not like just because he's on another team. I'm not over here trying to throw shade at Derek Carr because I was actually a Derek Carr fan. I liked him. Uh, he was a he was a good player. He was a even better guy off the field. But I mean, if you watch games and you watch him backpedal. And you're like, just step forward. You'll be okay. I promise. And he doesn't step forward. He gets sacked. And you're like, <sighs> like that can't be a man of faith. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, move just two steps to the left. If Tom Brady can do it, you can do it. Come on. Bro, just have faith. Step up in your yeah. pocket. Right. Step up in the pocket, <laughs> Instead of trying to throw off your back foot with two people wrapped around your ribs. I knew Come that on. I knew that I'm gonna be a raider or I'm a retire talk was bullshit. I knew it was just raider talk. But he says that being let go lit a fire under him and kind of changed his mindset. And now he's gonna quarterback the Saints for a couple years, uh, throwing to Chris Olave and Michael Thomas for at least another season. Okay, let's this uh, is a hater. <laughs> This is the hater me coming. Yeah, yeah. Let's see you do it, Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek, oh man, Derek Carr. I also think 
is underrated. I mean, he's going to put some stability at least. Better than Andy Dalton. No, he or will. Taysom Hill. He will. Andy so, Dalton okay. just signed with the Colts too. Crazy. Contract. And you know who re-signed with New Orleans? Jameis Winston just re-signed with New Orleans. He was <laughs> like, I can beat Derek Carr. This is what I'm saying. Somebody told me today, damn, you guys should go out and sign Jameis Winston. What the fuck for? <laughs> sign Jimmy Garoppolo. If you look at his, if you look at his interception to touchdown ratio that year, it's because he had no running game, and all they had him do in Tampa Bay was still deep, and yeah, he was still yeah. throwing to the wrong team. Yeah, that's always that's always going to happen. Three touchdowns, three interceptions uh, for James Winston. Um, let's, what are the Seahawks doing in you know. free agency? Well, we did. We got Gino's contract all work out. Like I was saying, he did take the discount. Nice. A very incentive-heavy contract that will help us sign more. Uh, We signed the Broncos D-tackle, Draymond. Draymond Jones? Yeah. We're going to have him live in Fremont. Yeah, it'll be Draymond in Fremont. Hopefully, we make that happen. Uh, Actually, our running backs, Rashad Penny, signed with the Eagles today. Oh, Travis what? Homer, Travis Homer signed with the Bears. I mean, <laughs> oh shit! So we just got to be K-9. fair. To be fair to you guys, and with uh, in regards to Rashad Penny, I mean he's good for four games, and then he's hurt. Yeah. Well, he signed <laughs> you know a one-year contract with them for I think oh. like six hundred thousand guaranteed. So that's how much they believe in him. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's easier for you guys to let those two walk the free agency when you guys got Kenneth Walker doing all the things that he was doing. So, I think we need one more guy though. He can't carry are, the load by himself. There, there are still some quality backs out there. I mean, there is a back in uh, Southern California who's looking <laughs> to leave his team. I know, right? He's a pretty good. He's a pretty good back too. He is. He uh, can catch the ball and run pretty fast. Bro. I right, posted right. so quickly that Chargers going to be okay, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh damn, that's that was some defensive kind of." <laughs> and please don't leave, Austin so, Eckler. Oh, uh, yeah, man, might be yeah, yeah. leaving. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Seahawks need Eckler. With you know, they got Kenneth Walker the third. We just need. He's all. It'd be for like one year, I think, because he's like due nine million next year, and then that. That's why you guys oh. haven't extended him. Because uh, you don't, I don't know. You don't think he's worth it? Like he's on the back end of his career, probably. He someone, didn't... yeah, someone asked me what I thought, and as I looked up, Austin Eckler has scored sixty-four touchdowns in his career, and he's done all of that on like undrafted free agent contracts and a backup running back level salary, and the Chargers have profited heavily off heavily. Of that. Heavily. Heavily. Uh, Austin Eckler has turned into a, you know, fantasy league winner, uh, a all pro, a pro bowler, a like catch leader amongst running backs, had 100 catches. Um, But the Chargers are not going to pay him what what he is worth. I don't want to hear people talk about Las Vegas being cheap no more. I well, you know, I hope that something gets worked out, but he's yeah his his agent has put out that he has been granted permission by the Chargers to seek a trade. So yeah, he's I feel like wherever he decides to get traded to, 
um, is going to have to offer him a, a bigger contract. Like they're going to have right. to have the extension ready. He's not going to play on that one year, you know, that final year of the contract. Um, even though that nine million is, you know, less than what he probably deserves and what he produces. Um, he produces like a top five back, whether that's, you know, finding the hole and taking off or being wide open on, on any of those dump downs or, you know, screen plays. And he turns those into crazy games. He bails us out. Uh, he's a lot stronger and faster than he looks. Um, I love him. He's a great player. It's yeah. fun to watch. Like 800 yards after catch. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I was looking at the yards after catch today for like the whole Chargers. I don't know why. This guy was like, oh, I was like, how many of yards of Justin Herbert's are yards after catch? Yeah. Okay. Not, yep. not that I think that that's like a relevant stat. I was just curious. Uh, and it was about 54%. Um, but yeah, most of them are from Austin Eckler, like 800 yards, yeah. 800 plus. Uh, I think, though, the reason that they don't want to extend him is because they're not sure how much they're going to have to pay Justin Herbert, who's due his contract next year. Right. Um, so they probably they were like, damn, we got to see what happens to all these other quarterbacks. Like they probably value him over Geno, mm-hmm. but they probably I don't know if they like they're like, damn, I don't know, 40 million a year. Yeah, that's a you lot. haven't even won a playoff game. <laughs> I think they're going to pay it, whatever it is. But I think the sooner they pay it, the less contracts they're going to have to top. Yeah. So that makes um, sense. I don't think the Chargers are going to get to that fifth year option with Justin Herbert. They're already working on, you know, trying to get this deal in place. And it's definitely going to happen. And I too fear yeah. that it is affecting, you know, other contract negotiations where they're like, well, you know, we know we have to carve out, you know, 22% of our total team salary cap for this quarterback that we have. Um, so we just, you know, the way the books are, we just can't give a running back $11 million. It's not going to happen. Can you imagine Herbert and the Patriots drink? Uh, no, I'm joking. Why? I'm joking. <laughs> why? He's staying with us. It's not. This just in. The Chargers traded Mac Jones for Justin Herbert. Oh. Wow. What the hell? Like, yeah. I, I'd give up on football after that. Bill Belichick would be like, I'm staying another 10. <laughs> yeah. If Bill Belichick gets like a quarterback, I, I feel like that would extend his coaching career. And I do want to see Bill Belichick stick around, but it feels like he's he's almost done. Like he looks right. grumpier than usual. Answers are a little shorter than usual. Just grunts now. So I feel I feel like he's nearing the end of, you know, liking coaching. And what else can we're gonna he do lose him in the game? What else? Right. He's been at the pinnacle for a long time. Now yeah, he can just chill. Right. But what if he got uh, Anthony Richardson? <laughs> Oh, you gotta stick around, bro. <laughs> you gotta figure nah, out. Nah, you know what? I don't think I don't think he'd enjoy coaching up Anthony Richardson. I, I don't think that's his type of dude. I mean, I think that's a that's fair. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a big. Yeah, and that, I mean, not he wouldn't have to coach him up. He'd just get like a somebody else to to do it, like hire a really good. So. I mean, I, mean, I hope so. Well, while we're I on need, that, I'm sorry. I need you to 
to put a pin in that, my baby is crying. I will be oh, right no. back. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, so okay. I was I was just about to ask Mike, man, since we were on the AR fifteen questions in Seattle, uh if he's on the board at Seattle's picking at fifteen, I believe. Five and five. twenty. Oh, five and twenty. I have five. And so they're ahead of the Raiders would, at seven. Would you take? Would you take Anthony Richardson at five? Uh no, I don't think no. so. No, I would say that Anthony Richardson is like to me. He could go either way. He could be great. He could be Cam Newton. He could be Jamarcus Russell. I'm not right. sure, and I don't want to take that risk on a quarterback. I'd rather go with like the solid pick. Every team before us is looking for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I'll let them take all the quarterbacks, leave Jalen Carter. That's who I want the most. I don't care that he likes the speed racer. <laughs> it don't matter to me. We got racetracks out here. We can do what he need to do. <laughs> do it there. Yep. As long as you're not going too fast, like uh, homeboys in the, in the Vegas. But uh, Ooh. Ooh, the rugs. <laughs> But, yeah, I think that – I don't think this is the year for us to get a quarterback. But Pete Carroll said that him and uh, AR-15, we, even though we shouldn't call him that, I guess, for the woke mob. Oh, the gun culture. Yeah. <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! Uh, yeah, they got along really well. So if we did, I'm not going to be mad. I, but, I, like, our de- in order to improve as a team – Mm-hmm. We need our defense to to get a lot better, and you guys are about to lose uh, Puno Ford too. So yeah, and we yeah. lost Shelby Harris, okay, uh, Harris Quinton Jefferson. We let go. Yeah, Shelby mm-hmm. Harris came back in that Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, had a great year, right? Like, I think he's pretty like yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he's definitely leaving. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we released him today. And, okay, so, to, yeah, especially at number five with number one, the Panthers have traded up. They're supposedly going to take a quarterback. Number two, the Texans need a quarterback. Number three, the Cardinals are going to probably trade uh, with someone trade who needs back. a quarterback. Number right. four, the Colts picking fourth need a quarterback. So at five, yeah, you could, like, either settle for freaking – Hayden Hooker at five, or you can take the best defensive player available, one that you need uh, and one that's supposed to be really good. What yeah, if, generational, they say. If a quarterback is available at 20, do you think the Seahawks should should take him? No, I still like receivers. <laughs> I want a receiver, dog. We just have I mean, DK and Tyler Lockett, but like I don't I know. You never know. They get hurt at twenty. I don't know if there's anybody worth taking like at twenty with the receiving. Uh, there better be because the Chargers pick at twenty one and they need a receiver. There better be some receivers there. I don't yeah, know I if there's, there's one out of taking. TCU. Uh, he's he's probably is. the best, and maybe uh, Jigba from uh, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then it's tough after that because, and it's not even Jordan Addison's size. It's just at that when if you are that small. Um, not necessarily it's forty, but it's ten. Uh, it's ten yard time, it's shuttle time. Just I don't know. I don't know if you'll be able to get out of the breaks 
cleaned it up. It's a giant tight end. You guys seen that one who pushed the sleds uh, like 50 meters? Uh, from Georgia, uh, yeah. Washington. That guy. Yes. I'm biased. And this is going to be my bias answer. I don't care. Uh, Michael Mayer coming out of Notre Dame Ooh. is the best tight end in, 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 in the draft right now. Uh, okay. His production level uh, is just crazy. And uh, going back to Jordan Addison, same thing with Michael Mayer. Their production um, on the field is ridiculous. So if I was to pick first round, I would really just go off of their field production because they were amazing, both guys. What they did in college, they should be able to duplicate and grow yeah, into I, in the pros. Yeah, yeah. If, if you watch uh, Michael Mayer's tape and the way he's able to pin linebackers to his back, uh, bully safeties when he's in the end zone, uh, his hands are probably his best asset. He throw anything in his way, they, it's getting caught. Uh, Jordan Addison, um, just as a, just as I was talking shit about him not being able to get out of the breaks, uh, the way he creates separation um, and is even more amazing to me when you think about how he didn't have those great times in the 40 and in the shuttle. Uh, but he, he always produced. He's always found a way to get open, found a way to make separation between uh, him and his DB. So, yeah, I, I think those two – and at 20 and 21, I think those two would be really good picks for – either the Seahawks or the Chargers. Do you guys need a tight end? Seahawks? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. We know a fan and Will Disley. They are paid pretty well, and they are pretty productive. Uh, then we have another one. I forgot what his name is. We got long hair. You know, like the long hair white boy tight end. That's oh, on every team. Uh, That's not Disley? Oh, no. Uh, no, Disley got like ginger – Stuff going on up top. My boy, long hair. What was uh, his name? Maybe starts with an H. Gosh, I feel like a terrible fan. Uh, no, that, you don't have to know your third tight end. <laughs> it's like, I mean, <laughs> I've heard rumors uh, Hollister. on the internet. Hollister. Jacob oh, yeah. Hollister? Yeah, he was one of them. Nice. Uh, but I've heard rumors that Raiders are acquiring draft capital to trade up. To the Cardinals pick to number three overall, it would if be a quarterback. You, did it? yeah? If he, what quarterback though? Do you think Will Levi still at three? Definitely, but I, I hope that's not who they're going for. I'd say save the draft capital and yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. If anything, I'd trade back and try like a few spots back and try to get another pick in the first round for whatever uh, with the draft capital you're getting, um, but. I don't know if you if you can get up if you can go and get either one of Stroud or um, Young, yes, by all means, please do that. But if you don't think you're gonna get those two at three, then I don't know. Maybe maybe you do go up and get one. What? So I don't know. Because right yeah. now you have twelve picks, four in the first hundred, and twenty six oh, yeah. million dollars in cash. Yeah, in spite. I, they should have more now after uh, trading uh, Waller. Oh yeah, cap space. Yeah, I think it's like eleven <sighs> eleven million more. You should ha- they should have in cap space now that Waller is uh, in New York. His contract goes over there, so I think they save like eleven. But um, like I said again, I know it sounds crazy, uh, 
But you sign Jimmy G, you can wait for Caleb Williams next year, if that's the case, and make a play yeah. for Caleb mm-hmm. Williams. And a ton of other quarterbacks who are coming up. Nice. Next year's quarterback class is going to be tons better. But you go, you get Will Anderson, or you steal Jaden Carter from uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and you build that. <laughs> you mean we leave him out there for you? <laughs> right, right. Trading up to three to not take a quarterback would surprise me. Will yeah. Anderson is a generational uh, – he, he, everybody's going to say he's a safe pick. He's um, like, you know what I mean, one of those picks that, okay, you can take it that high, but he's not like great. No, the kid's great. So is Jalen Carter. You know, uh, if you get those guys at three, you're setting up your defense to be great. And I think that's where the Raiders actually need to build right now. Uh, you got Jimmy G – as a rental for at least two seasons, you know, um, there's no tackle in, in the draft this year that's worthy of a third pick. Um, you can argue that maybe one of the corners you can pick up at three, but I think at seven you can still get Weatherspoon or Gonzalez, who are the two top corners in the in the draft this year. So um, I would not be mad if they did go up and get Will Anderson who I think is just as good as Khalil Mack coming out of college. Okay. So, Oh, yeah. damn. Right. And obviously, yeah, we both know, all three of us know that uh, Carter is just an, he's a wrecking ball. You know? Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, he's, um, I mean, uh, he did ruin the lives of two of his classmates, but we won't get into that. Uh, but the Classmate kid, and a trainer. One of them died, right? Right, right. You're, they both died. What? So, uh, yeah, the trainer and the and, and his teammate. Uh, so I, maybe not that because of rugs. I mean, you really want to have those two things on? Uh, Do on the Raiders need to avoid like people with possible criminal charges because no, of the recency of the criminal charges with the players? No, because I mean. You just like fuck it now, right? At this point, you're like, whatever. We're just gonna take the best players, right? You take the best player available, and if you move to three, and the two quarterbacks are taken, there's no other player better than those two guys. Not not Levis, not Richardson, uh, and none of the cornerbacks. So, yes. So okay, if you guys move up to so to move the Panthers to move up to the Bears number one had to give up the number nine, their second-round pick, next year's first-round pick, the year-after's second-round pick, and wide receiver DJ Moore. To move up from seven to three will probably be a lot less, but you'll have to give up the seven. Would you give up, like, your first four picks to move up four spots to get Will Anderson, including the third-rounder that you guys just got for, Mm -hmm. you know, Darren Waller? I'd give up the seven this year, possibly the seventy this year, next year's second round and two twenty two twenty four's first round. I wonder oh. are they even like they the Panthers just signed Andy Dalton today too, so like <laughs> what is going so, on? Like are they gonna go Jalen Carter one? <laughs> no. This is the thing. Frank Wright is in love with Anthony Richardson. Uh, so you signed Andy Dalton, who has wheels on him, who was a running quarterback at TCU. Oh, at TCU? Into... <laughs> yeah. Bro, if you Two lives hey, ago. Go, 
Hey, go back and watch the CCU highlights. This fool used to <laughs> run past everybody. Red rocket and the, emphasis on rocket. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, I want to. So, I wanted to see him do that for the Bengals or the Saints, not for the Horn yeah, Frogs. Not, I'm not gonna go not back and watch his college tape from 12 years ago in black and white. So this is what I'm saying. You bring in Andy Dalton to mentor Anthony Richardson because they're almost the same type of player. Obviously, Anthony Richardson has intangibles that Andy Dalton will never have. <laughs> no, Anthony Richardson has tangibles. He has yeah. the, the recorded physical fitness, right. breaking records at the quarterback position. So I think, uh, uh, so Frank Wright, I think he's going to, they've run some, um, what did they run? I know they're going to run a lot of RPO. Um, and so Andy Dalton, he's, He's athletic enough to run it now still, and uh, he runs it right. He was a steady quarterback everywhere he went. You know what I mean? He wasn't great, but uh, you could count on him for a few wins uh, to do nothing stupid while he was on the field. And I think uh, I think maybe that's what they were thinking in mind, um, trading that far up, signing, signing Andy Dalton, and then maybe drafting Anthony Richardson. Well, that, that Andy Dalton contract is, what, a year? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of these top-of-the-draft teams are going ahead and signing quarterbacks to, oh, short, yeah, sure. to short deals. So, like, if the opportunity does come where one of these quarterbacks slips to them at, you know, four, five, seven, they're, they're going to be able to capitalize and take – that quarterback and let him kind of grow. Like it's not going to have to be the recent, like the rookie quarterback has to start. Right. Um, which I mean, I kind of agree with, like you might as well put him in there, get the reps, get the experience, but there is something to be said about, you know, holding a clipboard for a year and really just watching the transition and watching a, someone who's a veteran quarterback and knows how to, you know, take care of their body or knows how the weekly schedule kind of works, what you can, can't right. do. Just kind of really, pro. yeah, like knows, yeah. been in for a long time and knows how to keep that career going. And like when you say a like-styled quarterback would be good to mentor Anthony Richardson, I feel like I feel like Jimmy G would be a great mentor for Anthony Richardson and the fact that he's kind of doesn't have what he has. So what Jimmy G has is just consistency, showing up, you know, knowing the playbook, being a pro. And that's the type of stuff that he could impart upon this Amen. very gifted young passer that Don't can really downplay. make that work. Don't downplay Jimmy G's physical attributes. I know, I was going to say, man. <laughs> I don't think his Jim pinky toe be out for three weeks. <laughs> I don't think Jimmy G's... I mean, definitely not as athletic as Anthony Richardson with <laughs> hey, that man, bounce hey. with the, you know. And he throws it. it he just flick of the wrist I don't know. 60 yards. I've seen, I, I've seen Jimmy G play basketball, man. He's all right, man. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying Jimmy G is not a professional athlete. <laughs> no, no. No, he's definitely not, he's definitely not the athlete that. No, he's I, not. I get what you're saying. <laughs> he's not Anthony I Richard. get what you're saying. But no, I think that makes and Jimmy G too. has lots of things that he can teach a rookie so if, if he does no, go to Vegas and he, he sits maybe starts the first half of the season and then Anthony Richardson jumps in the half if it's not going great or if, if Jimmy G gets injured then that opportunity kind of 
opens it up. And then the way Jimmy G's contract is structured, they can cut him next year. Like it's, I think a lot of these teams are really preparing themselves to capitalize on the opportunity if they, if one of these quarterbacks slip. So, and I mean, I like Geno too, but if, I think at 20, if, if any of those quarterbacks are there, the Seahawks might think about it. Um, but I agree that at number five and the way this specific draft is lining up, Seahawks are going to get a crazy good defensive player right at the top. And it's either going to be oh, Will Anderson definitely. or Jalen Carter. It's like, yeah. And if somebody trades up to the Cardinals pick, then you got four straight teams that need or probably will take a quarterback. And at that point, maybe the Colts trade back or something else happens. But it's, I think it's going to be a lot of moving before the actual draft. I think a lot of draft picks at the top 10 are going to switch hands. So everyone's just waiting for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh. Make a move, so, dog. Just leave. This guy. Hey, what are you doing? He, this, this guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> this fool gave them a, a, a wish list of players. Yeah. And if you look at. <laughs> Did you look at the wish list? Oh None of these fools. The I terrible would, I, players if, he was complaining about right. last year. I was like, bro, really? Bring them you gave him this. The Jets are really good. They signed Adam Lazar today. I he know. Was on the list. Are you are you kidding me? You That's went crazy. and signed that guy. Randall Cobb. What's Cobb. he gonna do for your team? Randall, Randall Cobb's Cobb? gonna be a New York Jet. And then yeah, like, OBJ, uh, right? OBJ, yeah. And then he asked, oh, "What did OBJ Mercedes Lewis too?" Yeah, this fool. It's like all the Packers, I mean, old old Packers players. Said, We're getting the gang back said, together. Right. <laughs> he said, "Hey, look, guys, I got you guys. Don't worry. I'm sending this list over. The Jets are definitely gonna sign you guys. Just I want wait. Five million dollars. I got you. I want the Lizard King. I want my ex teammate <laughs> Randall right. Cobb, who was great in the early 2000s. I want Nathaniel Hackett." <laughs> Mercedes right. Lewis, old ass. He, he, he's gonna be like, and I, uh, I need Brett Favre to back me up. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'll be there for one year. And <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to the Vikings. Right. <laughs> this guy, Yo, what's his name? That uh, soldier boy, that soldier boy meme when he was on Breakfast Club, and he's like Aaron Rodgers when he, I mean. Brett Favre, when he sees Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets, <laughs> that yeah. be my whole flow. <laughs> So much so I just it, it 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 baffles me that the Jets even considered to go out and like are trying to make this wish list for a quarterback who's yes a great quarterback but really is on the back end of his career. Um, that's crazy, and I don't even if they're in win now mode, that's not the win now move. You know, uh, Aaron, you just had a receiver. Yeah, no, not the win. No, like the Jets. He's, yeah, the Jets I are, are. I thought that they needed a quarterback, like to improve from Zach Wilson, and that would have got them in the playoffs at least. Maybe. So that's your aim. You want to go to the playoffs for two years and then he retires? That's <laughs> crazy. That is win now, right? <laughs> Using Aaron Rodgers, like no, win the Super Bowl, not a playoff game. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, Aaron Rodgers is still. Is, is he still think- that guy? No, I don't think he's that guy to take him to the Super Bowl. I don't. I think he I still don't. has the physical ability to do it. And I, I, he's like a totally changed person. 
Oh, yeah, because he went four days without speaking to anybody. <laughs> Man, you see the way he's talking now? He's just really caring and thoughtful. And, you know, you he's know, going to be on Pat I, McAfee tomorrow at 1 anytime Eastern. Anytime I see Aaron Rodgers, you know what I remember? When he's when he's uh, flipping off the Chicago Bears. And said, this oh, yeah. is my team. I, I own you guys. You guys. <laughs> yeah. He said he blacked out. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if you went to go get better for four days and not talk to nobody. That's the That's real Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see him being competitive. Look, very the, competitive in New York the, versus <laughs> you know the Bills, Patriots, and if, Dolphins. If you were Aaron Rodgers and you wanted to win now, really, is the Jets really the team you were trying to go? Is, is that the team you really trying to sign? He should have went to the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I might be the only person that's happy that we signed Jimmy G instead of Aaron Rodgers. You take Jimmy G over Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? It's hard to say Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady was on the back of just because Tom Brady wins everywhere. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Just when you think he's done, he wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. He's got I'm a glad terrible he home record. Yeah, that too. Uh, just when he, you know, I, I'm glad he retired, man. I think, I think maybe he was too close to the game, and I think that took over a part of his life. I, I'm pretty sure right now he's probably sitting somewhere, stupid, dumb, like what? What did I just do? The whole <laughs> family's gone. Yeah. Right. You try to right. make the argument that well, he made another year of you know making thirty million dollars or whatever, but he has a TV contract yeah. waiting to go for almost the same <laughs> amount, yeah. like. Money, money is not an issue for it. Not at all. Money is not an issue for it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still at least top five in the league at quarterbacks, but I don't think him, I don't think the move to New York and New York trying to grab him with what they're trying to do long term. Uh, so, who's number four? If you say Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback, I'm assuming we have Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, no particular order. Well, who's that fourth guy for you? Man, yeah. I, I had an argument about this today, actually. That's why I want your guys' opinion. <laughs> oh, shit. Top five quarterbacks I, currently? I would put Lamar Jackson in. I would put Lamar Jackson I like Burrow. I don't – I wouldn't have him at two. I'd still have Mahomes at one. Definitely. I'd fight to get Herbert in the five. That's somehow. That was the argument. Yeah. Is Herbert top five quarterback? But who else? I mean, but I mean, he might be a five that's just distant from the top four and still ahead of, you know, whoever's at six. But I think it, it would depend on who else. Is Jalen Hurts in your top five? Not at all. No. Not at all. No, not yet. I mean, just on away. like, well, <laughs> now we have That's to like he? figure out. That's what I told somebody. Uh, figure like out they like have a really good is, back there because what is they the have matrix? One of the best running backs we can throw on what you consider like a good, a good quarterback. Like, can win is has the potential physically, has the production on the field, doesn't get hurt. Like, what do you guys consider the most important like quarterback thing, the most important quarterback trait? Um, man, having your team believe in you and win. Is there some quarterbacks out there who can just show up on the field and your even your defense is like, oh fuck, we can't win today. To me, that's what Tom Brady did. Like he does have the numbers, but there were times where he was like, 
this past season, I mean, it wasn't one of his worst seasons, but it wasn't one of his great ones. But I think guys, when when like in the past, uh, Tom Brady would show up on the field, and you knew that you at least had a chance to win that day, you know. And I think that's what your quarterback should be important guys. Belief and possibility, hope instills. Right. You know, Joe okay. Joe Montana is always going to be my example for that. Not Make the greatest everyone athlete. better. Yeah. Right. Right. Winner. Just shows up and wins. Yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What do you think a quarterback should have? A quarterback should have great stats, like lots of touchdowns, lots of passing yards, um, low interceptions, but they should also have wins. Like, I feel like if you have great stats, but you're not winning, I understand that, like, winning and losing is like more of a team uh, right. stat, but technically, I feel like every stat in football is a team stat, like a touchdown. The quarterback's not the only one involved in that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like is is uh is it a touchdown by Justin Herbert when he just like dumps it off to Eckler on the side and then the he runs for catch. eighty yards? Like, right, like, right. Is that Justin is that Herbert gets for? eighty passing yard credit? And yeah, and then, like, you're like okay. Well, I mean, I understand. Like, you have to be able to find the playmakers. Like, that's huge. Like, that's what Patrick. Like, Patrick Mahomes also has about like a 54 percent yards after catch to yards total yards uh, percentage. But like, that's because he's finding Travis Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's fucking running it up. Juju Smith, right. Tony. Like, he has all these playmakers that you just got to give it to them, and then they create a lot more. So yeah, right. I think. Having the stats, but then also having like wins, playoff yeah. wins, postseason success. That's also uh, pretty big for me. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely having something to point to that's like, I did this, you know, I've been yeah. an MVP or I've taken my team to the playoffs or I've won a Super Bowl is, it's, I feel like easy to point to and be like, this is what made, him great but i also feel like that's also kind of results based like it is a team game so some people are you know world champions but maybe didn't put as much you know work in as some other people had to do on their team but everybody's gonna get that credit i think a a good quarterback really improves the um his teammates and really just uh like he can lead he can be the the guy that people look up to but mostly just like their talent or their ability to read a defense uh to really affect uh zone or man coverage or um put the ball into people's hands not only the right person but in the right spot like get them on the run or keep them safe throw it a little low just really IQ stuff but also just really makes their their teammates better. I think Mahomes does that. Oh, for sure. Not only his ability to read and react, but also his the top of his physical capabilities um really forces defenses to to have to commit extra resources to him and then you got Travis How is Travis Kelsey always wide open? That is the scheme, but that is also just Patrick awareness. Mahomes He's is just, just like, like able to they're so good together. And they've been working together a long time and they have the results where, okay, I know if we see this defense, 
Pat and Travis are on the same page where I'm going to break out uh, for this, or if this guy has shifted outside, I'm going to break in for this. And it's always just super wide open, but I don't know if that's Mahomes doing, uh, making it easier for Kelsey or just two freaking all pros. And it's just not fair. Like Travis, (laughs) Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, he's always open. You think Kelsey would be able to do that with another quarterback though? I don't think they'd be able to find him as as quickly and as effectively, like because Travis Mahomes Kelsey might read it right. The ball, just pow, pow. Yeah. do it, Kels. Do it, Kels. Like let's right. do it. Kels. The way they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's better. It, the way they communicate and the way they know what they're gonna do. That's offenses already have the the advantage over the defense because they know what the play is gonna be and the defense has to react. Right. But also knowing the play. And then also just reacting to the defense's reaction and being wide open every time because the defense has to show what they're doing at the snap and be like, oh, bet. Well, I know if I turn right, the ball's going to be coming towards me. And they just keep on doing that. And I'm so jealous of that connection. Kelsey and Mahomes have the freedom that I want. um, uh, What's his name? Renfro to have in uh, Las Vegas. I think literally Mahomes goes into the huddle and just like, yo, Kelsey, get open. Just go Find get the open. Soft spot. Yeah. Right, go get open. And I wish that was the freedom that Renfro had in uh, Las Vegas. Is, uh, is any of the basketball tournament in Vegas or where are the four? Well, I want yeah, to talk Birmingham, about March Madness. What regions? Birmingham, okay. Albany, Greensboro, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, geez. And Sacramento and Denver. Yeah. Wait, that's that's more than I thought. It was only four. Um, no, yeah, I thought it was too. The spots nice. now because just like last year too, because they had Portland uh, as one of the venues last year too. I feel yeah, nice. I I don't usually do March Madness. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of teams. I don't usually follow college basketball in the season. Um, What is that, like end of football? Uh, So to jump in right at the beginning of this, the big tournament uh, is usually too much for me. But Emerald Perspective put out uh, their own ESPN bracket challenge. So I had to jump in on that. Yes, sir. Free $50. Put in, uh, yo, free to answer, fifty dollars. Right. I said that. Out. I was yeah. like, hey, yeah, I seen that. Here. I said, yep, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. You can't beat free that. Free money. Hey, yo. I I seen one that Forrest uh, Forrest posted for like some karaoke bar in Portland, and I fucking oh, filled yeah. out. I filled out one too. I was like, who knows? Yeah. If yeah. I win, I'll give it to him. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Free karaoke party for six in Portland. Hell yeah. Hey. I got like 12 brackets. <laughs> hey, that's, I, I think I bought, yeah, I got about seven right now. So, I mean, I got, I got another one to fill out. I think that's due, um, uh, Thursday, but tell, tell me about March Madness. Well, you know, uh, I went to Gonzaga, so this is literally the most, Lit time of the year for all my fellow Zags. Shout out. Oh, wrong side. Shout out. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, man, uh, we got like 64 teams. 
the first games have already started. Uh, they were earlier today. We had two games. Um, Southeast Missouri versus Texas A&M. Krista Corpy uh, and Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State. Um, these guys are these are like playing games. So like mm-hmm. the NBA has playing games. These are playing yeah. games and into the tournament. Nice. Yeah. And so Pittsburgh uh, got lucky. Yeah, I see that one point game. Wow, that looks. And even the other one was four point game. Texas A yeah. and M is going to be playing Alabama. Uh, <laughs> Alabama. I need Alabama to go. They got one guy on their team who uh, he's involved in like a criminal investigation because yeah, Bre- Brandon Miller should not be playing. He should uh, not be playing. He should not be playing. Is he Brandon provided... Miller just playing to get them into the tournament? Or he's filthy. He's the yeah, truth. He was the number one prospect coming out of high school. But what did Brandon Miller do off the court? Um, so allegedly, I guess a, a player from last year. Allegedly, <laughs> uh, he provided a gun to somebody. Right. And they used that gun to shoot a lady in a, in a murder. Yeah, yeah. Who died? Yes, she died. So it's a murder. So he's he's directly involved in the murder. It's not like one of those cases where like, oh, he was riding in the car with them. They dropped him off first. Yeah. No, he handed the guy the gun that like, ultimately here you go. killed the lady. Right. You need a gun? What are you gonna do with it? Eh, don't tell me. Go ahead. Like my cousin John for real. Don't me tell me. <laughs> my God. Okay, so he supplied uh, he supplied the weapon used in a murder. So yes. Brandon Miller that happened at the very beginning playing? of the season, and he's played all year. Yeah, and he's averaging like the, twenty points a game. And it just came out like right before tournament time. The reports just came out that he's involved in it. You know, what I mean, like it's still ongoing. Uh, so, so people are gonna want them to lose, yeah. right? Well, Brandon Miller's so good that they could really run the tournament. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, how are the uh, how are the Zags looking? Uh, the Zags got the three seed in the west, the western bracket, um, which is pretty good uh, considering our record. We were twenty eight and five. Uh, one of those losses, though, was to an unranked uh, WCC opponent, LMU. It's actually really funny because uh, one of my sister's friends went there to go play basketball and I was like, oh ha ha, you're about to just get the floor wiped by Gonzaga every year. <laughs> uh and they hadn't beaten us in like years, like decades. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and so we lost to them at home. So we killed our 55 game home win streak. No. Ah <sighs> yeah, so that's why we're a three seed. If we didn't take that loss We'd probably be like a one or a two. But honestly, I like being a three seed, a little less pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The best part about March Madness, in my opinion, is the upsets. Yeah. So, like, a very popular upset is the uh, 413 and also the uh, 512. So, whenever like a five ranked team is playing the 12th ranked team, a lot of times yeah, that that's just that's just team, in general or yeah, applying yeah, to general. that to a certain okay gotcha four or five yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm definitely looking for upsets. You guys filled out your bracket. I haven't been able to look at what they are. So who do you guys have going uh, the distance champion? Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. Arizona. I use the uh, the metrics weighted uh, autofill and have Houston. Winning in Houston. <laughs> a one seed. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Mm. I know that's the that's probably the Ricky move. <laughs> no, I mean that's a, I mean hey, a lot of one seeds have won. I just I've seen Houston lose games this year that they probably shouldn't have lost. They almost so, lost the other day, like a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. So and that's yeah, really going to galvanize them to get their shit together. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're beatable. Uh, I like Oral Roberts to take out Duke early. You don't so, like yeah. Duke. Let's be clear. Uh, you don't I, so like Duke. That that decision wasn't because of that. I actually like Duke this year because they're not as, you know what I mean? The rivalry this year. Right. Uh, UNC is my team. I, I, I'll put that out there. But that's not. And UNC not making the tournament uh, and not accepting the uh, NIT bid. That that hurts. I I would really wish they would have accepted the bid. They said but no to the NIT. They said no to the NIT. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, but go, yeah, Duke Duke. They oh. got some guys on the team. Uh, I like Derek Lively's pretty good. Yeah, he's kind of stiff, but um, they got guys and they're they're nice. I like them, but I think uh, size wise, or Roberts. They match up pretty good. They got these two seven footers on the team who are decent, um, and they can hit from long range too. Uh, their shooters are they're dead eye shooters, so uh, that's been a problem for Duke this year as well. Is that the Bible all... school? Is that a Bible oh, yeah. school? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a church school. It's a church school. Man, they went uh, thirty and four. Like that's that's a solid squad. Hey, <laughs> when God's on your side. <laughs> One. Right. No, they got they got solid guys. They got solid guys. Um, they're regularly in the tournament. Um, so I think that's a potential upset because Duke isn't still the greatest. Um, it's John Shire's first year as a coach. He's still trying to put his teams together. I mean, you can look at Kentucky and just because you have seven uh, five stars on your team, it's not going to make for a great team. Um, Kentucky's proven that, so they're 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 beatable. But I got Arizona going. I like obviously UCLA, but uh, Gonzaga of course too, because uh, they're consistently uh, one through five anytime they're ranked in the tournament, and they're usually higher more towards one uh, these past couple of years. They still got Drew Timmy, uh, so yeah, I think uh, Gonzaga's got a really good chance, but. Arizona, one because I like how athletic they are, but they also I'm also biased because I'm very Polynesian because I grew up in the islands. But uh, Kalen Boswell, if you haven't had the chance to check out Kalen Boswell, he was a five star coming out of uh, where were they living first? I think they were in like Pittsburgh. Then they moved to Arizona, but uh, he is part time one. Uh, Wait, what's his name? Kalen Boswell. Oh. So, yeah, I like Arizona too, because yeah. like we were talking about earlier, their coach was the Gonzaga assistant right. coach until last year was his first year, and he destroyed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he took he like did. half the team with him. Yeah, like yeah. Ballo, that uh, their big center, he's, center first. Yep. He's nice. He's yeah. supposed to be a Zag. I was super hyped on him. They called him and Baby was, Shaq back in the day. He was <laughs> killing for the Zags. He was like they developed him in Gonzaga. Yeah, they're like, they're like, all right, I'm leaving. See you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, my guy said, oh, he said, Pac-12? Bet. He said, my Thank loyalty you. is to Tommy Lloyd. And, you know, that's yeah. that's okay. Tom, I'm, yeah. I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at I, that. I had, 
I, I was always uh, – Lute Olsen was one of my favorite coaches growing up. So to have great coaches in Arizona uh, with Tommy Lloyd there, that's, that's dope. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. That's but my championship. <laughs> yo, see, yeah, they go Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Same like, here. Yeah. Uh, Indiana's another team who's like right, right there. They're like not great, but they're not bad. But they're a team that they had some really quality wins this year. Like, I think they got one. I think they uh, sweeped uh, Purdue this year. Oh, dang. So, yeah, I think they swept Purdue this year. Uh, Indiana's sneaky. So, just there's the two the two questions I have for you guys are what kind what type of team makes these deep runs like it's not always the Cinderella or always the the number one but what would you say consistently makes the the final four like a deep squad uh, like a traditional powerhouse like a some like a young coach that's firing up what to what do you see in the final four or the, the championship at the end of the tournament? Like what makes consistently makes it towards the end? Uh, well, I'll let you add to first month. Okay, ahead. sweet. Thanks. Uh, what I've seen, cause you know, Gonzaga recently has been making very deep runs. Um, you have to be very disciplined mm-hmm. and you have to have like eight guys playing about 20 to 30 minutes a game. Uh, and, and all of them producing, and like 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 once one goes and the other one gets subbed in, like that guy's making instant impact. Uh, and just like everything is centered around the team. It's like teams that go far. There, there's not like usually one personality that's bigger than the rest. It's usually we're team first, and nice. great coaching. Yeah, definitely, definitely eight. Eight good guys putting in twenty to thirty minutes. Good coaching, team first attitude. Yep. Nice. What do you think, Forrest? Uh, eight deep would be good. That's that's perfect. I mean, if you go eight deep, if you, if you have a team that's eight deep, um, especially the three coming off the bench, if they can be interchangeable at the positions on the court, you know, if they can play multiple positions, that helps you as well. But um, a solid defensive team, because everybody's going to come in. And try to score. If you can stop people from scoring, uh, my philosophy always when I was coaching in Samoa was, if they if we score two and they score zero, we still win two zero. So uh, if your defense can outlast their offense, that's going to be important. Uh, great coaching, of course, because you'll see uh, all the traditional powerhouses have these great coaches, and that's why they're in the tournament. That's why they win these tournaments. Um, the new guys that are coming up, they go on to be great coaches. Maybe not at the program they took to the Final Four, but they eventually move on to other programs and turn it into their program. Uh, you can't you can't beat great coaching because making adjustments at halftime, super big. And not every, not every coach can make those adjustments. So if you have a coach who can come out and counter right. those things, yeah. I feel like when I played high school basketball, we did not have any halftime adjustments. It was just do the game plan harder. Come on, guys. Be better. <laughs> Who coached you guys? Uh, Man, I would have to think on that. I don't even really know. I think Samoa did for a year. <laughs> he was like, yo, definitely play better, guys. That's my adjustment. You guys are sucking right now. Come on. Okay. I'm not going to lie, too. 
like as far as Gonzaga, our team very white. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I feel like you know. I think I know you all know where I'm headed with this. <laughs> What's... Like we've been in the championship the last like two out of the last five championships we were there. Mm-hmm. You remember. I know you remember. You fucking smacked on us. North Carolina hurt my feelings 2017. And then uh, in 2021, you know, we lost to Baylor. And what happened was, there's two, the Baylor one, that was tough. Because I think, I don't know if y'all were following, but we played UCLA in the final four and Jalen Suggs yeets a freaking three-quarter half, three-quarters court shot for the game emotionally draining yeah oh yeah yeah like a day and a half later have to play the national championship uh <laughs> they it, okay. they just like punch us in the face and we never recovered i'm gonna help Came you out, out a little man. flat almost couldn't recover maybe, you have to have athletes we'll say athletes that. yeah very athletic yeah oh yeah can you coach up bad athletes or normal average athletes to uh, a championship um, or do you need some some recruits? No, you. They don't have to be your star. They don't have to be your star player. They don't even have to be like the top two kids on the team. But you have to have a guy who can go out there. And for me, if I'm gonna have, if if I'm recruiting, I'm gonna pick a three on my team who can do everything. My small forward, if he's able to be out there, be the most athletic player on the court, I'd love that. You need that guy. You need that guy because he's. He's going to slash for you, get into the lane, open up everything outside. He's going to rebound for you. He's going to be your best defensive player, you know. So you need that guy who can be all of those things on your team. He doesn't need to be great at everything. He just needs to be really good at more than one thing. What would uh, what would the NBA equivalent be to the NCAA championship team? Because when you say eight good that keep it rolling – Top of my mind is the pre-Kevin Durant sons that were like in the are they in the finals? They yeah, I the felt Bucks. like they had a really good five, and then when they had guys come off of the bench, they were still banging threes. They were still running the offense, or you know, really fluid yeah. in transition. Like it, it felt like it didn't stop. Um, no, but it, what what is like a NBA team that you guys would think? I mean, not like a. The, the actual NBA team, but like, what is that equivalent for a good college championship team? Um, Mike, please. You go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Uh, uh can you please repeat the question? <laughs> no. Uh, what? <laughs> I think I know what you're saying. Um, actually, no, I don't. Could you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, is there an NBA equivalent to a team that would, like, win the NCAA championship? Like, is it a young team or, I mean, the eight deep that you talk about or having a team that's clicking and, right. and really good? Like, what would the, the NBA team be like that this year? Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets. Um, just, like, very efficient offense. However, they don't – they're not very good on defense. So, I don't know if their team is, like, really built for the playoffs. But like one and duns, I like, I like how they are able to score. I like Jokic, how he's able to like dictate the whole game. Um, yeah, pretty much any of the like top three teams in the NBA, like they could all like if you transition them to the college game, mm-hmm. I think they would be successful. 
What do you think, Forrest? Uh, <clears throat> I want to say Cleveland, but without uh, Donovan Mitchell. What's wrong I with Donovan Mitchell? How, you can't take 40 shots a game and take those shots away from your guys and not be consistent and then complain about, like, uh, he's a great player, but he's such a volume shooter that he takes away from the rest of the guys on the team. Because they, if you look at their young squad, they're nice, man. From Evan Mobley to uh, the two guards they got there, um, they got guys on the bench who can play now. But um, Donovan Mitchell is probably like a, he's such, not a disruption, but he just takes away from the rest of the team. He'd he, only be on the college team for one year. <laughs> amen. Amen. That'd be your one and done. Yeah. That'd be your one and done. We don't really plan so, for those guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We just let him come in, help right, us out. Uh, you just let him, like, he's a volume shooter. and Plug and pop. So that's exactly. He comes in, he can, he, that's your guy that you're looking to score 28. Everybody else on your squad, like the other seven guys, they're going to have to just grit it out. And I like Cleveland. I think they, they, uh, I think their culture is that way, that the rest of the guys are uh, grit and grind guys that they're going to, they're going to play who are super talented. Like, I really love Evan Mobley there. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Cleveland's a good, uh, Cleveland's a good, uh, example. Uh, the, the Phoenix example you put up was great because the one of the guys, the three guys that were coming off the bench, is ripping the league up right now in New Jersey. Uh, Mikhail Bridges? Bridges. Oh my gosh! If you've seen his stat line this past couple of weeks, he's um, and I know they're losing right now, so they're losing pretty bad too to some of these teams. But <laughs> with uh, him. Uh, Cam Thomas, um, uh, the other Cam that they got from Phoenix, uh, Dinwiddie. I think they're and they they kept the the center. What was his name? Nick Claxton. They kept yeah. Nick Claxton. I like that. That I think with the with the full season together, I think they're going to be nice next year. Just if you watch them play together when they're like clicking, it's uh it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary, and to think that. Bridges is out there putting up 40 points a night. Man. Like, he was, just, he he was that. just being held down. Right. Like, <laughs> I thought no, he only played defense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. all you got to and do. Just like the dude I was talking about. Like, he would be my three. He can do everything. He can shoot. He can defend. He can slash. And now we know he can put up more than seven points a game without, you know what I mean, <laughs> while still playing defense. Um, I think him and Dinwiddie are going to be the leaders of those that team, but uh, your Phoenix, your Phoenix example was perfect because, yeah, Devin Booker would probably have been their superstar, but they didn't have like one said superstar really. Uh, everybody contributed to that team. They did go eight deep. They probably went a little bit more than eight deep, um, but yeah. they were consistent. They played solid defense and they made it to the finals that year. So, I'm I'm definitely going to be following uh, the men's tournament this year. And seeing how this bracket does. Yes, sir. Keep it bracket. Shout out yeah, to Emerald Perspective for the, the yeah. prize and the, the bracket challenge uh, that we are in. Let's see yeah, how that thank goes. Thank you for promoting that. Uh, I think like about 20 people joined it. So oh, yeah. that was way more That's than dope. I was expecting. Nice. 
So appreciate the love on that. And yeah, may the best bracket win. Uh, I have to like reach out to whoever does win. Hopefully it's one of you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. just, so it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be some random person. I'm like, uh, how'd you get this able... link? <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Somebody I'm definitely going to be yeah. uh, following along and we're going to have, you know, a lot more college basketball, NBA talk. Um, before we do uh, shout outs, um, Forrest, who is the, the character on your shirt? Oh, uh, Craven. Hey. That is Craven. The Hunter. And, yep, Craven and uh, Spider Man. Nice. Hey. Where do you get that lit. shirt? Uh, Bait, actually. Not the one in Seattle, not the one in Portland, but the one in San Diego. <laughs> okay. San Diego Super. He's the master bait. <laughs> the babe. <laughs> nice. But, yeah. Closing out on uh, shout outs. Mike, thanks for uh, coming on. You want to give a shout out? Any plugs? Anything thanks going for on? Me. Um, yeah, shout out to my sister Katie. Uh, secured the bag, won the second state title in the row. Nice. Uh, she's doing hey. her damn thing. Champion. Champion. Yep. And we still got one more year. So hopefully we get the three peat. Uh, it'd be like four in a row for my siblings because my other sister won before this sister so it's nice. like three in a row so that's pretty cool love what that. Do you, have you guys started talking about the your fiso family fundamentals camp oh yeah i brought it up to her uh we went out to uh breakfast it was like my parents birthdays they're nice. like born a week apart so it's Happy very birthdays. very nice thank <laughs> you to yeah. them and uh yeah, so you know, it's getting the talks going. Got to like secure a gym, and uh, I don't think we'll need coaches. We're set. We got yeah, we got all my siblings. <laughs> I'm the big. They're the guards. What else you need? Um, so yeah, oh, that's dope. it's exciting. Um, and also shout out to the Emerald Perspective, uh, my boys over there. And yeah, thanks for having me on. I love love being here. Nice. Yeah, definitely love uh, getting your perspective on anything that we're talking about. Uh, very good. Um, and yeah, when I mean, I have a now one year old. We just raised it to the second level of the little tykes hoop, and uh, she's still, you know, she's getting it in there. But when she's ready, we're definitely coming to that uh, fundamentals camp. There you go. We're ready. So, Forrest, any shout outs? Oh man, uh, shout out to young Miss Katie Pinuetta and the. Sacramento State uh, Women Hornets, who will be playing, man, I think they're playing a number one seed. Uh, Are they playing UCLA? I think I don't know who they're playing, but they're in the tournament. And uh, shout out to Katie. Katie had a great season. Um, and if you anybody knows Katie, uh, it's been a journey for her to get onto the court. And just uh, she had some medical problems before she got out to uh, Sacramento State, but all good now. Um, really good friend of her father, JR's. Uh, her brothers are really good players too. We played with them, but Katie, she's the Katie, best player in her family. Yeah, she is. She is. She's, um, <laughs> she's she can shoot. And uh, if you ever see her out there, if you get out there, you, you're gonna see this six three uh, Samoan girl walk out, and you're like, oh, you're a post player. And then she gets out and she starts popping threes like uh, she's drinking water. Yeah, so. Uh, shout out to Katie. Uh, shout out to uh, Elisa Petey, 
out in uh, uh, Utah, University of Utah. She went to Utah, transferred out of USC, and uh, I know a lot of people in Utah are going to hit me for this, but made Utah women's basketball relevant again. Right. Uh, yeah, that yeah, happened, yeah. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. <clears throat> and she's had a hell of a season. And then also uh, shout out to uh, Tahina Pao Pao out in Oregon, who's mm-hmm. killing it. She's so good. She's so good. Uh, also, shout out to uh, my point guard, Reyna Ali, who's a coach at uh, Bishop Montgomery in L.A. They were in the playoffs this year. Uh, they were, they had a deep run, uh, but unfortunately, they didn't win the championship. <clears throat> Reyna's first year coaching. My other guard, uh, Destiny King, uh, coaching at uh, uh, Jordan in Compton. So, they had a good At run. Jordan? Yep. Nice. Yep. He's a coach at Jordan, so yeah. Shout out to the. I mean, uh, I'm I've, I've I've coached high school men's boys. Sorry, I coached uh, high school boys basketball, but I also coached women's high school basketball for the American Samoa national women's team. So hey, okay. I'm always gonna have uh, love for the women's game, and it's great to see these women. There's so Stars. many Polynesian girls. Oh my gosh. Stars. There's so many girls playing right now. Yeah, uh, Wazoo has a couple from New Zealand. Wa- yeah, they're good. Oh, they're good too. Yeah, uh, UH has a uh, uh, two sisters playing there. They're Oregon. in the tournament. Well, uh, yeah, o- Oregon. They got girls, so it's crazy. Uh, and with one more, my uh, kid named Tolu Smith playing at Mississippi State, six ten center out of Kahuku. So great time, man! Great time for Polynesian sports. I'd love to see it, man. Uh, and get Mike, man. If you need people to come to pictures at the uh, Skills Camp, you let me know, man. Oh, for sure. Are pictures. you a photographer? Hey. I am. I am. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, someone's going to come to Portland for a photo shoot. Bro. Hey. Slide. Bet. Bet. We get some Levasa yeah. gear. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll hit so, the and then uh, shout out again to uh, Baby Nora, who's got her birthday coming up. And we're going to celebrate it uh, at the park two Sundays from now. So, well, one Sunday from now, actually. Is it? Two, Man. Two Sundays. It happened really fast, actually. I need to finish planning uh, all of right. that. I'm getting chicken, hot dogs, burgers, pizza, uh, and coolers and ice. So, right. bring and, uh, drinks, people. <laughs> Nora, uh, I will make this promise. I will be the uncle that won't turn your party into... The uncle's party. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a one-year-old birthday party coming up. Um, we just want to go to the park, uh, hang out with some family, let her run around, uh, and then go home and take a nap. It's going to be quick. It's going to be, you know, a bunch of food. So, yeah, fun. Uh, shout out to the Emerald Perspective podcast. Amen. Uh, Mike Fiso always coming on, making yourself available uh, and giving your perspective. Yay. Very much appreciate that. Thank you. Where we swear we ain't jaded. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, give them a listen. Follow where uh, Mike. What are uh, what are your guys' socials, or how can people listen to the podcast? Uh, well, if you're on Spotify or any podcast streaming uh, platform, you know all you have to do is go to type in Emerald Perspective. We're the only one. There's a weed store in California named Emerald Perspective, but 
I don't think they're making podcasts yet, so we don't really got to worry about that right now. <laughs> we'll worry about the branding <laughs> later. Oh, yeah. Get a trademark <laughs> in, in a year. We're gonna be. This is the 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 jaded perspective. <laughs> or we swear we're not Emerald. Yeah, we're not Emerald. We promise. Don't sue me. <laughs> Yo, definitely. Give them a follow. Always good to see those episodes popping up. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to Samo and Doughboy Photography, who will be uh, at uh, my baby's birthday party taking dope ass pictures. Um, I will. Always great yeah. content. Give them a follow on Instagram, Amen. Samo and Doughboy uh, Photography. If you're in the city of Seattle tonight, I'll be at uh, Fuego. So let me know. Oh, I don't think I'm going to get this up and out fast enough. So that was a nicely placed. Come find me. I, I, see, I see what you did. Uh, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Very much appreciate you guys uh, for coming on and, and really giving your time to sit down and do this. Um, couldn't do it without you guys. So that is our episode for today. Um, wait, I had another shout out. Damn, I need to write these things down. No, this happens to be too, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Google and YouTube. You can learn almost anything. Make sure to fact check your shit, though. Definitely. Uh, that is our show. Thank you so much. Uh, keep an eye out for our next episode. But until then, stay hydrated, stay blessed, stay balling. Love and light. Peace. Peace.